Welcome to the podcast, the Gas Cast. Right now, welcome back in, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, all right, we got a ton to get to today. We got the Jets finally getting that elusive dub. Wow, we got the NFL playoff picture high shaping up. Some MVP race. Uh, We'll talk about Hurts versus Murray, battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. Which one is the better sooner? Who knows? We'll get to it. Uh, We'll preview a couple of games and maybe talk. Not even maybe. We're just going to get right into it right now. The Harden trade. We'll do a little bit of basketball off the the rip. The Harden trade. So, Zebo, where the heck is James Harden going to go? The man has like a $50 million a year contract, pretty much. This man's – I mean, he's an amazing player. Uh, he wasn't going to go to the Nets. He wanted to go to the Nets. What other team did he put out there as a filler? He he put out there – the biggest one I've heard is the Sixers. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, there was a there was a rumor about the Heat. There was a rumor about the Bucks, But there Dude. was nothing really there. Did you I hear think, the um, people saying uh, Murray for Harden? Jamal Murray? Okay. No. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. That would that would go from like one of my favorite teams to watch to one of my least favorite teams to watch real fucking quick. Dude, I mean, I if he went that. to the Nuggets, I don't I'm not sure what type of play style Harden is going to be playing in this different system. Like even if he stayed with the Rockets, what kind of system would that coach be running? How would they I don't know. harden into it? And if he went to a different system, will he be able to play not so, so ball dominant. So my my theory is he's not he's not great at off ball. So I don't think he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna do that. Like I like I see I see the Sixers as the most optimal choice for him if if it include if, if that it's a includes a trade from Ben Simmons to Harden, you know, obviously more than that, but Ben Simmons for Harden basically you have him and Embiid kind of running the pick and roll, pick and pop, and you have Tobias Harris. That kind of works. His usage goes down a little bit, but it doesn't go down just tremendous amount. But yeah, him and him and John Wall is. I mean, I don't. It it's basically him and Westbrook, but they don't have D'Antoni. Yeah. So like, I don't know if the coach is like, all right, well. For now, we're just gonna run last year's offense. Like I don't, I don't think that's how it's gonna work. They brought in Demarcus Cousins, brought in uh, who's the big guy from the Pistons oh, last uh, year? Christian Wood. Christian, Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Yeah. They brought in Christian Wood. He's he's really good too. So he's like nice. now you have now you have like two big men. Where last year you traded Capella, so obviously there's gonna be some style difference. I, I think he gets traded. There was a report he was throwing basketballs at teammates and at, at the rookie on the Rockets. Yeah. I, what? I, it's not going well. It's not is going James well. James Harden acting an ass? He is. He's, he's trying to get out of there. Did you see those now, pictures of him? I look kind of overweight, no, too. No, 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 no. I didn't see the picture of him. I watched the game. He was big. He was big. You know the uh, you know the, the old Harden mean with the Rick Ross and the uh, – what are those? The pizza rolls? Yeah. Give me some pizza rolls. He he been eating some pizza rolls like a lot. Yeah. Probably dipped in dipped in some like some really bad for your ranch. A lot of that. 
You probably like forget it, man. I mean, I'll just play myself in the shape. I'm a baller. And he probably yeah, I mean, still will get buckets. I mean, he's already – even oh, he when he's in shape, he's bouncing people off of him because he's so strong. But, man, overweight. Nah, he's, I mean, he's never looked like the most ripped guy. and he's You never look at him and, like, he looks tired. He's never tired. He dribbles the ball the whole time. He looks – I mean, yeah, he looks more out of shape. But I'm, I'm sure he's still in good shape. He has yeah. that – he has that, like, Carmelo build body. It's like, all right. You don't look ripped, but, like, you could probably run for 10 straight miles. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, if they did, just hypothetically, in the world of coronavirus basketball, if they were to trade James Harden for Ben Simmons, how would that look for the Rockets? You got Ben Simmons, John Wall. Neither one of them can shoot. That backcourt wouldn't work. They'd have to move. That that just literally just wouldn't work. It'd be broken. So not in a good way. <laughs> I don't. Their theory would be just get the best player available, and I think Ben Simmons is probably the best player that is going to be traded. Like you know, if maybe if you had said Giannis before he signed his extension, like there was maybe a slight possibility, maybe Miami would give up Bam for Harden, but probably not. So their theory is just, hey, let's bring in the best guy and maybe you can move him or maybe you move John Wall. I don't I don't know. I don't get the concept, but I I sure as hell don't think that works. They if trade. Harden, if Harden and Westbrook doesn't work, then a lesser version of that's definitely not going to work. No, absolutely. If they trade James Harden. Um, for another piece, if it were to be a Ben Simmons type player, I think they'd have to choose between Ben and John Wall, so they would probably yeah. move Wall again. Right. Or I think the only feasible case for this Harden trade, which I'm not sure how it will work because of his huge contract, is the three. It would have to be like a three team deal. Yeah. I, no, I, I I'm with that. So let's think who who could take. Who would take on Ben Simmons right now? Like, is there any team that just you think would be like, hey, Ben Simmons is a really good fit for them. They don't have a lot going for them. Anyone come to mind? I'm trying to think of a team with some shooters. Are there any teams with, like, shooters that don't have a playmaker around them? That's not, not really the case because the let's not really. think about it, all the bad teams. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers can't shoot. Then yeah, they just got playmakers basically. They're just not. Uh, yeah, they're not good. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, Chicago, they have Zach Levine, but not really any like shooters. They got some playmakers. Um, <clears throat> if you go to the Spurs, maybe they could do something with a Ben Simmons if they moved a Demar Derozan. Maybe get some shooters for him or something. Um, Nobody – I don't think that the Nuggets okay. would want to disrupt their chemistry. No, no, no. So, yeah. Okay, no. so what – like the the easy three-way trade would be like, hey, uh, the Ben Simmons gets sent to a team and then a young superstar from that team moves to the Rockets and the Rockets send Harden. But that's not going to happen because no one's no. going to trade the young superstar to get to Ben Simmons. But what could happen is – See, they, they traded John Wall for John Wall on the fact they get John Wall, but they also got a first-round pick. Right. They got that first-round pick. That was big in the deal. So, if they're trying to regain picks and they just signed Christian Wood and they hope maybe John Wall is going to be good 
like when he's fully healthy. So maybe he's not going to be good until next year. Maybe you take Harden, trade him for Ben Simmons in a three-way deal, and whoever wants Ben Simmons gives you two first-round picks and a couple young players. Maybe you turn Harden into two first-round picks, a young player, a couple late draft picks. Then you build around John Wall and go from there. I don't know if something like that. But there's no, there's no direct trade that just works perfectly. Unless, unless, they, unless they get Ben Simmons plus just a lot of draft capital too. Because yeah. then they can move, move that easy for something. You know, if, if you get a first-round pick in Ben Simmons and like a Shake Milton or something, then like you keep Shake Milton and then you can flip those two guys. And I don't know, maybe go get Jalen Brown. I, I, I don't know. Like there's some. Two scenarios. There, there, two scenarios. All right, so James Harden for Paul George, straight up, or James Harden in a four-team deal, Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, who have a ton of picks, the Orlando Magic, and the 76ers. Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, go back, go to – the Sixers, Markel Fultz reunion with the Sixers with some picks from Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City trades some picks also to the Sixers. The Ben Simmons gets Harden, and Harden goes to the Rockets. I mean, no, 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 not the Rockets, the Thunder. Okay. I the pick sounds good for the Thunder, but the the Thunder got rid of their whole team to get picks. They're not wanting to add a 31-year-old superstar, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they got rid of Schroeder. They got rid of Chris Paul. They got rid of Gallinari. Like, they're, they're saying, hey, when they get rid of Steven Adams, they're saying, hey, we're going to compete in three years, two, three years. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good plan. It works. With all those draft picks and you have SGA, a couple of guys, like, you're, you're set off doing something. But they're, they're not going to want that. I – Maybe maybe a team like the Magic. Maybe the Magic could be the three team that gives the picks to the Rockets. Dude. And maybe includes a Markel Fultz or a uh, Jonathan Isaac. Because the, the Magic just extended, like, three of their players, like, to big extensions. Like, Markel yeah. Fultz got an extension, Jonathan Isaac got an extension, and somebody else. Yeah. Like, they just – they said, hey. And, like, I would say maybe a Vucevic, but they just – the the hot, uh, the Hardens, the Rockets the Hardens. signed cousin, cousins and Woods. So, I mean, they're not going to have, they're going to want three big men. I just had an epiphany. This is going to happen. Okay. Rockets, let's, let's see it. Rockets trade James Harden, either straight up or in a three-team deal with the third team being who knows, maybe the Magic, who knows. But James Harden, what does James Harden love just as much as basketball? Oh, strippers. Strippers. James Harden to Atlanta. Play aside Trey Young and John Collins. They move Danilo Gallinari. I don't know. Throw in Rondo like uh, DeAndre Hunter, um, Cam Reddish, and just whoever else. And it'd be a, it, it'd have to be a three-team deal. But you could get a lot of good talent from the Atlanta team. You could get a lot of talent. I, 
they have. I mean, they have John and Collins. Where yeah. they have a bunch of guys. I'm sure the Rockets would want. But what is the main? What's the main guy they're getting? Dude, they're getting. Like I said, it would have to be a three-team deal. But they're getting. They're getting some nice pieces. Maybe some picks from a different team, and they finagle their way. James Harden to Atlanta, dude. I think he he'd love it. They love it. They wouldn't be at the bottom of the East anymore. They for sure make the playoffs. Okay. And so, he, you know, wait, 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 wait. What does James Harden love in basketball as much as he likes strippers? Not playing just, defense. Just shooting and playing defense. But yeah. yes, I, 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 I like that. But you have Trey Young. I mean, he was probably top five in usage rate last year. Are you gonna Are you gonna say, hey, this guy, this guy's getting better and better? And oh, actually, you know, take seven shots away and uh, an hour of dribbling time away. Great, great, great idea. Trey, Trey Young. Who's better? Who's better? Trey Young or oh, James Harden? Oh, no, no, Harden? no, no, no. The Rockets, the Rockets would take Trey Young for Harden straight Absolutely. up. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. they might even throw in somebody for that. But I don't think, I don't think the Hawks do that. Dude, I if, I were, if, if, if I they were the Vincent, Hawks, I would do that. I would actually okay, do that because hey, he's better. Hey. He's bigger. Do you would you rather have Ben Simmons or Trey Young? Dude, Trey Young is a walking 30 and 10, but he's also a 40-point liability on the defensive side. So yeah. I would have to go with Ben Simmons. That's that, that's that's what I was like. I'm if you ask me who's a better basketball player, I'm gonna say Trey Young all day. And he's more fun to watch. But but the peak of Trey Young. Is him scoring a little bit better than he did last year and passing a little bit better than he did this year and becoming not the worst defender in the league? You know? Yeah. Ben Simmons, without a jump shot, is a great defender, a great passer, a great playmaker, and a great finisher. Rebounder as well. Yeah. So he's like – like he's mini Giannis. Yeah. So, granted, I don't know if we're ever going to get a jump shot, but – I mean, the Rockets is, would be the best place for him to get a jump shot. They'll probably just tell him to shoot a million shots a day. I don't, I don't know what was going on in Philadelphia. You have to go with the upside of the Ben Simmons. But I also don't think the Rock. I mean, the Hawks are saying, "Hey, we're gonna go for Harden and have like a three-year window to win." Like, I think, I think they're looking at it kind of long-term, like a. You know, we're going to have Trey for the next five to seven, eight years. We want to keep him around. I mean, they haven't they haven't had, like, a superstar there for a long term in a while, you know? Yeah. I don't know. True. All right. Well, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I'm sure he will get moved yeah. sometime do soon. Do you think he gets moved before – I mean, before he plays, like, a week in the in – the, on the Rockets or trade deadline or what? They'll have to figure something out. I think that if he doesn't choose to – I mean, if he doesn't get moved, I don't know if he'll opt to play. Um, yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, well, we shall see. It's a weird see. situation. It I is. will say, if he here's – what, here's what I'm going to say. Harden will be on the Sixers if – He's still on the Rockets at the trade deadline. If he's still on the Rockets at the trade deadline and the Sixers are not a top four seed in the in the East, the, the Sixers will trade Ben Simmons for Harden. If it's not working out seamlessly, I think they're going to try it out a little bit and see if it works. 
with the new coach, Doc Rivers, and all that. Keep, mm-hmm. keep everything the same and see what happens. But I, but on the other end of the spectrum, I don't think the Rockets want to wait until the trade line trail. You know. Yeah. Right. You don't. You, you want to see what you have in John Wall and Cousins and see because his value is just going down because the best player available is Ben Simmons and that's it. Right. Like the Celtics are not giving you Jason Tatum for that. You know. No. Like, there's no one like that that they can just say, hey, how about him? Well, I'm going to be honest. All right, so Danny Ainge, cutthroat. I think Danny Ainge would trade Jalen Brown and I maybe uh, I, I Kimball Walker or something for yeah. James Harden. Yeah, I've, I've thought about that because you had you had uh, Brown signed, but he's going to be up for another extension, and then you have to give Tatum, like, the max max. Yeah. And Kimba's getting paid a lot. Yeah. But they did just let Gordon Hayward go. I don't know. It's always a possibility with Danny Ainge, for sure. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, just to refresh the audience, tonight is the night, the beginning of the NBA season. We have sure. the Warriors facing the Brooklyn Nets. KD going against his former team. The last time we got to see him play in a regular season or playoff season game, was whenever he was in a Golden State Warrior jersey. What are we looking at tonight? Do you think KD gets the best of Steph? Do you think Steph says, hey, F you for leaving us and just drops 40 and 10 on the uh, Brooklyn Nets? Shows Kyrie, I'm the best point guard in the league, dude. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think the Nets, the Nets take this one. I, I think it's going to be a close game, but – to say that Curry is gonna beat those two guys without another guy, he got Draymond. Tough. <laughs> I said, I said it without another guy. Um, Draymond Green is, he's. Oh he no, I wouldn't be in serious. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm explaining to everybody. Draymond Green at one point was a really good player and a really good role player, but I, I, I don't know. <sighs> No, uh, they are. I did see the Warriors are starting Wiseman. I like that. I'm glad they finally came out and said that. But yeah, no, I'll. KD KD shows up tonight. I mean, he's fully rested. He's fully rested right now. This is true. I could see him playing. The Nets have a Christmas Day game, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I could see him playing tonight's game, playing on Christmas, and then the third game sets out yeah. already. <laughs> game three load management, but KD KD's showing up tonight. Kyrie's going to be out on his best behavior trying to prove that he's as good as Steph or better. So, you know, I got my nuts. All right, we'll see. Uh, Like I said, I bet on the Warriors, so. You bet on the Warriors. I I, I I bet on them to win. I bet on them to win on Christmas Day. So, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see who's right about that. We'll see what happens. And then also the Lakers versus the Clippers. We're assuming that the Lakers sweep them out of the building. Just based on what they did to them in the preseason, them not making the the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals, the Clippers probably got worse. I would say maybe stagnant. Maybe maybe they took like a step to the left, not really a yeah. step down. But yeah. uh, I don't think it was a step in the right direction per se. But we shall see. I think it's. I I think this game's a close game. I think really. I think, uh, do we come out there? We're going to have our ring ceremony in front of them. They're pissed. They're mm-hmm. going to be so sad in, in, in our building, but it's their building too for now. They're going to be pissed. They're going to come out. They're going to come out fighting. It's our first game. I mean, I don't know. 
and how fast we come out the gate. But, I mean, I think we win. But I would say Lakers by nine or something like that. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, well, that's uh, it for the NBA. We got some good matchups tonight. Let's talk about what wasn't supposed to be a good matchup, but turned out in the way that pretty much nobody expected. Your Super Bowl contender, your pick to make the uh, Super Bowl, going against a winless team. And the Rams, your Super Bowl pick, caught the L. Zachary, Zebo, Zbrumman, what happened? All right. So uh, what has happened was I. Uh, all right. First of all, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this out here. I heard a rumor that Bill Belichick. It's not it's not an actual rumor. It's like a it's like a you know one of them false false ass rumors. But Bill Belichick left the Rams, kicked their ass. And told Sean McVay, hey, lose to the Jets. So I don't have to have Trevor Lawrence in my division. Hey, I'm just going to put that out there. He's but a smart man. No, no. The, the Rams did not take this game seriously. I mean, they're looking, they're looking ahead. They're looking to win the division, looking at that week 16 Seahawks game, and they, they see the Jets on the schedule. I mean, they haven't won a game. And they don't – they don't – no one thought they wanted to win a game. <laughs> and the players were like, hey. Like, we got to win a game. And, like, maybe this team doesn't take it seriously. And we just – I mean, because the players want to win. It's, just, it's the coach and the owner that's like, all right, give me Trevor Lawrence. I need you to lose. shouldn't be that hard for the Jets to lose. But, they, I mean, they were out there just playing hard. And here's the thing. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge Jared Goff guy. I just think he's, he's really good when they bring no pressure. And the Jets blitz the whole game. I mean, the whole thing was just, hey – we're gonna we're gonna send pressure. We're gonna try to stop your run. Cam Akers got hurt, like three fourths through the game. I mean, it, nothing was working for the Rams. It everything went wrong. I mean, everything. And you know, once or twice a year, you get a game like this game or like the Bengals Steelers. Like, there's just a bunch of games that just don't make any sense. And usually they don't mean a lot, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in that uh that Rams Seahawks game. Indeed, indeed. So. With that being the case, I mean, let's let's look at the playoff picture. All right, so <clears throat> right now, currently, in the we'll just start with the NFC since we're already here. Yeah, yeah let's uh, here. the Packers. They have clinched their division. The Saints could drop, could lose their. They've clinched the playoff spot, but they could yeah. if they lost the next two games. They have the Vikings and the Panthers. Vikings, a tough team for them apparently because. They lost in the playoffs, what, last year and two years ago to the Vikings. And the Panthers, they're in their division. If it's a division game, anything can happen, as we know. And the Bucks, their next two games, they're against the Lions and the Falcons, who they were down 14 against, but came back and got that dub. So if they lose those two games, the Saints could lose their uh, division spot. And that third spot right now, the Seahawks. So the Seahawks are a game up on the Rams. The Rams having, um, let's see, NFC West. Yeah, the Rams have the Seahawks and the Cardinals next, and the Seahawks have the Rams and the 49ers. Do you think – who do you think gets that division, the Rams or the Seahawks? Um, who, who plays the Cardinals? So the Rams play the Seahawks next and the Cardinals, the Cardinals. after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Rams. 
I think the Rams, I think I think the Seahawks defense has played a lot better lately, but their offense hasn't. Yeah. So it's it's where you had like, probably the biggest strength and you had your biggest problem and they just kind of switched a little bit. So I you got to score to beat the Rams. I don't I don't think the Rams are the Rams we just watched against the Jets. And I'll I'll take I'll take the Seahawks win that game and the Cardinals are good, but they're not like they're not they're not that good. And for some reason, Sean McVay has Cliff Kingsbury's number. And also, uh, but at the same time, uh, the Seahawks coach has uh, Shanahan's number. Yeah. So it is. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing happening between that division. But I I think it's going to come down to who wins that game. And the Rams coming off a loss. And the Seahawks coming off a win, which they shouldn't have won. They almost lost to Dwayne Haskins. So, <laughs> I and there's nothing else to say there. I mean, I, sure, the Jets are worse. But if you watch that Washington game, I mean, they weren't even, like, trying to win. They're throwing three-yard passes. It just – it looked awful. And they, they were in the game. So, I both of them had bad performances last week. I think the Rams back back better. Bounce back there. Okay. Um, Well, speaking of the Washington football team, currently they are in the lead in the NFC least, the NFC East. Now, Washington, they can easily lose their spot to any other team in the NFC East. All the teams are still in the running for that playoff spot. Uh, Washington has the Panthers and the Eagles next. The Cowboys, the Eagles, yeah. and the Giants. And the Giants have the Ravens and the Cowboys. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants. Now, Cowboys currently in second because the Cowboys defeated the Eagles and the Giants this season. If Washington drops these two games versus the Panthers and the Eagles, the Cowboys win against the Eagles and the Giants, two teams that they have beaten this year, if I'm remembering correctly they can slide into that playoff spot. And that is what I predicted. I did say that the Cowboys would get the spot. Now, the Cowboys do have a five and eight record right now, I believe. And if they do get those two wins, they'll win over six games, which I said that the team that would come out of the NFC East would only have six wins. So I'd be kind of disappointed with that. But here we go. We're on the ride. There is is a chance. I – I don't, I don't know how to feel, but I can't – we can't let the Cowboys in. Not – America's team cannot win six games and make the playoffs and host the home game. Nah, screw that. The, the, the Washington football team is going to make it. They're, the Cowboys are not going to beat the Eagles. Not, not with Jalen Hurts and how they're playing. I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, dude, speaking of Hurts, man, uh, this uh, – Hurts versus Murray – what a game yeah. and what a respark that he's had with the Eagles, man. Like Carson Wentz, yeah. he lost his whole O line except for one guy, a guy who moved uh, moved positions. Uh, he lost all his receivers. His receivers came back. It didn't really help. Still lost him. Uh, he just looked bad. I mean, the Eagles defense looked pretty decent. They always switch out their D line, which keeps them fresh, gets things going, but. Yeah, their offense just looked basically non-existent under Carson Wentz. Insert Jalen Hurts, and he's like a battery, man. He just made everybody just jolt into action. 
What has been the difference between Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz? Well, so obviously, I mean, he's been he's been amazing on offense. I'm not going to take anything away from that. the The Eagles' defense, who never turned anybody over, has seven seven takeaways in the last two games, and Jalen Hurts hadn't turned the ball over. So when you go from hey, Carson Wentz is probably going to turn the ball over twice, and the other team's not going to turn the ball over against you. And you switch that around, I mean, everything's going to look completely different. But Jalen Hurts, here's the thing. If you have a bad O-lineman, you fix that by getting a quarterback who can run. And that's what Jalen Hurts can do. And he, he has shown he is a great, great runner, even on the NFL level already. And he can make the passes, too. He makes some little rolling out the right, rolling out to the left. He can, he can make the throws. I mean, they're not beautiful. Some of them are just – they're just regular NFL throws. But mm-hmm. – Carson Wentz wasn't making those throws. So he's just been a better he's just been a better quarterback. He has. And the defense showing up. There had there hasn't been as many sacks. The defense aren't on the field as much. We're able to, you know, conserve their energy and he's been really good for the team. No, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. So <clears throat> I think uh three, four years ago, uh this is the football championship. The Alabama team was facing off against Georgia. Georgia uh, led by Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle. I don't even want to talk about him on my team. <laughs> Anyways. Nick, Wait, who's better? Who's better, Sony Michelle or Nick Chubb, Gabe? Uh, Chubb. Of course, Chubb. We <laughs> drafted Sony Michelle. I can't believe it, but that's neither here nor there. This man, hands don't work, and he already can't catch, and he can't run. Don't get me started. This is not the Sonny Michelle hour. We can trash him later, uh, happily. But no. So, going Alabama going against Georgia. Georgia had a pretty stout defense, and they had a, a moving offense. Jake Fromm, solid quarterback, college quarterback, and good running backs. They were good in college. Good running backs. Um, well, they were I, great in college. Yeah, no, they were amazing. Amazing duo. <laughs> um, I bet money on Georgia to win. Why? Uh-huh. Because I did not believe in Jalen Hurts' arm. And you were right. Se- and I was right. Second half, they take out Jalen Hurts. They put in Tua. I see him complete some passes. I'm like, Bro, I wish that I first, <laughs> that, fr- that first deep ball, Tua threw, he hit that dude in stride. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's yep. It. <laughs> I was Alabama, like, I lost Alabama my money. <laughs> now has a great quarterback. So the world is screwed. That, that was it. That no, was it. Absolutely. Yeah, he got – Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He wasn't that guy in Alabama. He really wasn't. And then he got benched. Then he came in for Tua when Tua got hurt again. And he, he figured it out, went to Oklahoma, and made himself a, a much better quarterback. Like he, he, he was always a winner, but he, mm-hmm. wasn't the, he wasn't the passer that he was. And, no. I mean, you know, Oklahoma makes your stats just look a lot better. So, a lot of people are like, eh, he put up good stats in Oklahoma. No, like he he earned those stats. He was yeah. he was really good his last year of college, and the only thing was, hey, maybe his arm's not great. Maybe he can't make all the throws. But like we're seeing, you know, Lamar's arm is good, but he, he can't make all the throws. You know, Josh Allen Jaylen. was. I think Josh Hurt's Allen arm is a little bit better. Are you saying like accurate accuracy wise or like deep than Lamar? Wise? Yeah, I, I think it's a I little think, bit more I think accurate. Lam- I think Lamar has a better arm, but yeah, Jalen Hurts is more accurate than Lamar. I agree yeah. with that. But like you, we we've seen that 
hey, like Josh Allen wasn't that accurate. He's become a pretty damn accurate quarterback, you know. Like, like Kyler, Kyler is a little inaccurate, but it still works. So maybe accuracy isn't the thing we should be looking at yeah. when at quarterbacks, you know. Maybe we should be, like, looking at everything else and – if he can be really accurate too, it should be really nice. But it it is only the elite athletes that can do it without being perfectly accurate. You know, like a guy like Drew Brees needs to be that accurate to still be in the NFL. Absolutely. So yeah, the battle of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. This was a great game. Came down basically mm-hmm. to the wire. Actually, hurts at the end, down a touchdown, throws a touchdown that was actually called back, and yep. then. He throws another deep ball. It's batted down. Game over. Cardinals win. Who do you think had the better performance? I think Jalen Hurts played better. I okay. watched the game, and I think I like Kyler a lot. I think Kyler's better than Jalen Hurts. But, I mean, you, you have to factor in the fact that Kyler was eating in the game because of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, that catch, Man. a couple of those catches he made, I mean, it, it was just – you're like, wow, this dude's amazing. I mean, Jalen Hurts doesn't really have that guy. So if you're competing in a game where I think your offense is not as good and you have lesser receivers and you almost win and you were a couple bad breaks from getting it, they uh, a tie game and the Eagles got a stop and they went for a fake punt. Dude had a 25-yard completion, flipped the whole game in the fourth quarter. So, it, I mean, he was he was a punt away that should have happened on, like, fourth and eight from getting the ball back with seven minutes left, and maybe he puts him up there, and they win the game. So, I'll, I'll give it to Jalen Hurts. Kyler, Kyler's been a little inaccurate lately. His shoulder's been a little messed up. But he, he has DeAndre Hopkins, and Jalen Hurts doesn't. So, just based on that fact, and Jalen Hurts didn't turn the ball over. So, I think Jalen played better. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, back back to the playoff picture. So, we already hit NFC West and East. Uh, in the North, the Bears could make it if they were to – Game back. Yeah. Game back of the Cardinals. Yep, if they win the next two and the Cardinals lose there too, they can slide in there and they have the Jags and the Packers. They'll likely lose to the Packers. Once again, it's a division game. Anything can happen. The Packers could rest Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Right. Um, but they'll, they should definitely beat the Jags. So the Bears do have a chance. I can't believe um, – I almost called this man Mitch Richmond. Uh, your boy your <laughs> old Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he can yeah. slide into the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, in the South, we did discuss that, the Saints, Bucks. All right, moving I will over. say – I want to throw in this about the Bears. Mitch has played, Mitch has played good lately. Yeah. David Montgomery is showing up. This was – a guy a lot of people liked out of college, and, like, he – last year was kind of a disappointment, but his line sucked. And his line still sucks. <laughs> but he – he's a damn good running back. He really is. I mean, look at his last, like, four or five weeks. He's putting up – he's putting up some pretty damn impressive numbers. One thing that I like about uh, Montgomery, he can actually, like, catch out of the backfield. He can. Make things yeah. happen. Yeah, that's yeah. one reason why I really wanted uh, Brady to go to the uh, Chicago Bears. Because I think that yep. they had a system where they could insert Brady as well as them already having a fantastic defense. They have one of the best yeah. – pretty much one of the best defenses in the league. But, yeah, they no, do. Montgomery is nice, man. The only the only, only problem is he's his, – his, like, long speed isn't great. So, when he breaks off a run, it usually doesn't score for touchdown. But right. that's, that's, that's probably the most 
overrated part of a running back. You know, like you get you've already got a first down, and hey, you might get tackled after running sixty yards instead of going seventy for the touchdown. Like that's still really good for your offense. Like it's not it n- not everyone in the NFL is going to be Saquon Barkley. So if you don't have that long speed, but you can do everything else, and you're still fast, yeah, I, I think I think that's a little overrated in in today's game. Yeah, I'm with it. All right, moving on to the AFC. We will start uh, Kansas City. Kansas City, they have clinched their division, of course. Their next two games, Falcons-Chargers, should be easy ones. And yeah. the, they clinched the – they have the one seed now, don't they? they well, they, they do have the one seed, yeah. With the Steelers losing. Yeah, the Steelers are 11-3 and three right now. Yeah, so they're two games up. I don't know who would have the tiebreaker if they end up – they're not going to end up tied, but if they did, I would assume the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. So. Yeah, no, Chiefs Chiefs have it. They should have the one seed uh, outright. The Bills also have their division, I believe. Um, yeah, the do. Steelers, the Steelers, a team that was once 11 games in, undefeated, drops the next three, and now we're looking at the Browns maybe being able to clinch the division. So there's a there is a chance that the Steelers go from 11 and 0 and the one seed to 11 and five and the seven seed. It's it's in the cards. They're, they've already made the playoffs, and if they end up with the same record as the Ravens, they'll make it over them because they beat them twice. But that's a big shift. I mean, yeah. and, and this isn't a stretch. This is hey, lose to the Colts and the Browns. Yep. Two 10-win teams right now. Like, that's – yeah, this this Steelers team, the weaknesses are are there. And they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball at all, and they can't throw it deep. And you throw a four-yard slant nine times in a row, I know it's coming, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. They can't run the ball. I think they've rushed under, like, 60 yards in the last three games. Something yeah. ridiculous like that. Big Ben's getting the ball out quick because – he has no protection. Their defense is elite still, still really good. But as far as offensively, it, it's not great, and it has been faltering in a way. So the Browns, looking at the schedule, the Browns, as you said, um, are facing against the Steelers. The Browns have them the last game of the season. The Browns' next game is the Jets. Do you think that the Jets can win two weeks in a row? I doubt it. Not a chance. Not so a chance. Stop. Browns get Don't. this next win, and if they face the Steelers and the Steelers fall to the Colts, we could easily be looking at the Browns in that number one spot in the NFC North. Okay. All right, the AFC. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball uh, 38 times last night. Against the Bengals, he had 170 passing yards. Oh my gosh, what is that like three yards per attempt? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with that. That is just. That's awful. That's terrible. Like, dude, something is something. Blame off. who do you blame in this situation? Do you blame the coach? Do you blame Big Ben? Um. What, who, who do you blame in a situation in which a team was 11-0 and 0 and they barely make the playoffs? So, there's, like, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Hey, if you had, some, if you had said the Steelers go 11-5 and five before the year, I would say that's a pretty damn good season. 
if you had told me halfway through the season when they were eight and no, they go eleven and five, I would have said that is that's the worst ending of a season I've ever seen. So there's a lot of ways to look at that, but I mean, a lot of the blame's got to be on Big Ben, and a lot of the blame's got to be on the running game, which you know it's it's not just the running backs; it's the linemen. They've they've had a great line for running for the last like five six years. Yeah. I mean, Le'Veon used to just hit the ball and be able to look and say, "Okay, let me let me chill here for a second. Let me hit this hole. Let me back up. Go back." Like he, the line was perfect. Yeah. And it's apparently gotten a lot worse. And I mean, you know, James Conner, Benny Snell, these guys aren't aren't that great, but we should still be able to run the ball. And the fact that you can't run the ball and big men's not chunking it down the field because he didn't have time to, because they know they're passing when they're not running the ball. So you can, you can bring the guys up and clay pulls a deep threat, but that's really about it. You know, Ebron's not running deep. Deontay Johnson is running like mid routes and Juju is running like five yard routes. I mean, this was this is a big fall off for Juju. He went from being, you know, a 22 year old, 1500 yards next to Antonio Brown to like, all right, this dude is just running five yard like curl routes now. Yeah. I don't know. No, huge fall off. I thought he would be like a, just a sleeper fantasy guy, but yeah. man, he has not. He is not pretty panned out pretty much at all. So <clears throat> we got some solidified spots. They already talked those. Um, teams that are in the hunt, uh, hunt, the Titans, the Browns, the Colts, the Dolphins, if the playoffs were to begin right now, those would be the four teams in. And the Raiders and Ravens on the outside looking in, the Raiders are pretty much done uh, unless there is a collapse by pretty much every team in front of them. And the Ravens, they could slide in. They have the Giants and the Bengals up next. They would slide in if the Dolphins falter. Now, the Dolphins – they play the Raiders and Bills. Raiders, I think that's a winnable game. Bills, I'm not so sure. And the Raiders, why, what I mean by winnable versus the Raiders, we don't know which team is going to show up. We could have uh, Kansas City beating Raiders team, or we could have a almost losing to the Jets Raiders team. So, Well, does the Dolphins have 10 wins? The Dolphins, I think they're at nine. Let me see. I am – let's see, let's see. Dolphins. The Dolphins have nine wins. Yeah, nine and five. Okay, so they have the tiebreaker on on the Ravens. So the Ravens just need to get one game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins aren't beating the Bills. They're not. Uh, you know, if it was a, a typical week 17 and maybe the Bills didn't have a chance to get the one seed or have a chance to keep the two seed or – and you weren't playing a division a division game in week 17, maybe Josh Allen sits. But I don't think – I don't think he's sitting. And I don't see him losing to the Dolphins. So, if you tell me the Ravens can win two games that they should win, I think they get in. Oh, okay. And then you have an – then you have an – now, I will – I will throw this out here. If the Bills are a two seed and they know if they beat the Dolphins, that means they get the Ravens, Maybe they don't win that game, you know? Yeah, no, good. Yeah, like I don't know if I don't know if it's like, hey, let's let's try our asses off to beat the Dolphins so we can have a harder opponent in the first round. I don't know if that's something they're gonna actually look into. It's something I would look into, but I don't know <laughs> if I don't know if teams think exactly like that. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, uh, I'm sure no team wants to just give away things, but I think I would rather face a team that doesn't have Lamar Jackson on it. um, Just exactly fair. Yeah, no, I think that is a very, very plausible case to not to not face that team. So yeah, the Ravens Ravens could sneaky slip in, but the teams that I want to talk about, one of the hottest divisions all year. We had the NFC West that was hot because we had four teams that could make the playoffs. We had the NFC East that was hot because four teams could make the playoffs because they were all terrible. Well, we have the NFC South where there are two teams that are basically head-to-head, have the same record, the Titans and the Colts. Now, the Titans, this week, they play against one of the guys who could win MVP, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then their last game, they're playing against the Texans, who have uh, an amazing quarterback who's just stuck on a bad team. And, yeah, the Texans. Now, the Colts, they're playing against the Steelers, who are faltering, and the Jags. Are y'all going to sneak into the number one spot in the division? Gosh. I want to say we are, but it is – before the year started, if you said, do y'all beat the Steelers at Heinz Field, I would have said no. We, we, we don't typically win there. And, yes, the Steelers haven't been playing great, but I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I think we win, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that game. But, yeah, if we win that game, I think the Packers can beat the Titans, and I think we beat the Jags, and I even think the Texans could beat the Titans. So, like, they have two chan- two real chances to lose mm-hmm. where we just need to win a game and then play the Jags. Ah, so don't say and then play the Jags because this no, no, would be no, no, a revenge no, 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 no. game because <laughs> y'all so, did lose early in the season. We did. We did lose earlier. But, hey, what happens if the Jags beat us in Week 17, Gabe? They might lose out on Trevor Lawrence. They lose out on Trevor Lawrence. Bro, they're gonna have so many excuses for Gardner Minshew not to be on that field. They're gonna have, they're gonna have Mike Clinton, Mike Glennon's grandma out there at quarterback. <laughs> like, that they, they they're not James Robinson. He's played a great year. Uh, he, I feel like his left elbow is it's a little sore. DJ Chark, your nose hurts, right? Like, no, they're not. They are not playing Week 17 to win that game. Not a chance. Oh man! So we we sensing the cold switcheroo. Cole's gonna come in and just snatch it we from the Titans. The, we could be the three seed. If you think about it, the Colts beat the Steelers. Yeah. The Colts beat the Jags. The Steelers lose to the Browns and Colts. We have the tiebreaker on the Steelers. Wait, uh-huh. what is the? The Steelers have eleven wins, right? Steelers, yes, they are eleven and three currently. Okay. The then the Steelers could beat the Browns too. If we just beat the Steelers and beat the Jags, we can be the three seed and have the tiebreaker on the Steelers, which would make the Steelers or the Browns the four seed. Yeah, something to think about. Yeah, we, then, then you'd have the Titans fall to the sixth seed, so it'd be Colts Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium in the playoff. Indeed, indeed. All right, man. Uh, so. <clears throat> We got we got some MVP talk MVP talk coming up. So I'm just gonna read off two players. This is gonna be uh-huh. player A and player B. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you tell me who you think should be the MVP. So player A, 
3,000 yards, 3,828 yards. That's good for six in the league. Uh, and he has four interceptions, 40 touchdowns, first in the league, a QBR of 83.5, a 118 passer rating, and a 69% completion rating. Uh, his QBR and his passer rating are first in the league. Player B, uh-huh. 4,400 yards, that's first in the league, 36 touchdowns, five interceptions, um, an 83.4 passer rating, 110 – oh, no, uh, yeah, QBR and a 110 passer rating, 67% completion rating. Who's your MVP out of player A and player B? Well, I mean, player A is Rodgers and player B is Mahomes. Ah. Um, um, yeah. This is tough. This is really tough. Because I think I think you could argue pretty easily that Mahomes has it easier with his weapons. But you could argue that he has to do more for his team. But Rodgers, he has, he has the most touchdowns. But, I mean, how many of those are one-yard touchdowns? You know? No. I, I mean, it's not – that's not a problem. That's not, like, a thing – one superstar receiver. I I think right now it has to be Rodgers. I think it has to be Rodgers for now. Like, if I had to vote today, it'd be Rodgers. But I do think you're going to see – you're going to see Mahomes put on a couple more shows. And if the Packers – if the Packers lose to the Titans, I think that is – I think it should go Mahomes' way. Because I think uh, – uh, Aaron Rodgers, his biggest win this year is against the Saints. Like, that's that's it. He lost to the Colts. If he loses to the Titans, he loses to another 10-win team. He lost to the uh, – lost to the Buccaneers. Bad. So, mm-hmm. in big games, he hasn't – he hasn't won it. He hasn't won even half of them. Whereas Mahomes, you know, he lost one game to the Raiders, but he's beat every, like, really good team he's played. So, for now, Rodgers – but lose to the Titans, and Mahomes has it. I will say this. So, in the last three years, there is something called uh, – what is this thing called? It's basically like just stats. And the players that have been the leaders in it, I, the leaders have been <clears> – <throat> let's see, 2016, it was Matt Ryan – 2017, Brady, 2018, I believe it was Mahomes, 2019, Jackson. And now 2020, Pat Mahomes edges Rodgers out just barely, just barely. I think that it it may go to Mahomes because he has, I wouldn't say just the more impressive season, but, I mean, it's, it's Pat Mahomes. Yeah. It sure, it sure as hell looks better. Yeah. Like watching you watch him play a typical game, he looks just he's just more flashy, and just Rogers does stuff. He just kind of sits there and makes he makes he makes everything happen. Yeah. And it's it's just it looks so easy for him. It really does. It's like he runs out there, his little fake handoffs, rolls out to the left, and just throws a touchdown. It's like 
Do you think that the voters asleep. give it to Rodgers because this is Rodgers? I wouldn't say last hoorah, but he is getting up there in age. He won an I, MVP in his young, younger years. Do you think that they give I it think, to Rodgers? I think this is this is like the perfect two guys against each other. And what I mean by that is usually it's like, all right, one – this group of people is going to vote for this player. Just going to happen. You know, you have a Lamar Jackson type player and when his first MVP, you're like, all right, he's going to get it. Even if there was a guy close, he was going to get all the votes. Like Russell Wilson just didn't have a chance. It was just like Lamar Jackson. Even if Russell Wilson had done significantly better, it would have been like, all right, Lamar Jackson did that. We haven't seen that. Easy. So you have Mahomes who already won an MVP and who already won a Super Bowl. You have Rodgers who already won an MVP and already won a Super Bowl. You have the storyline of the 24-year-old who – was just went from MVP to Super Bowl, and now it could win another MVP and looked like the best player in the NFL so far. And then you have the Aaron Rodgers thing where he wasn't great last year, but they just ran the ball a lot. First year, new offense. And everyone kind of feels bad for him because they drafted Jordan Love. They haven't drafted a receiver the whole time in the first round that he's been there. They passed on another receiver. Didn't didn't get him full of the trade deadline. He's doing it with just one real receiver out there. I think it's I think it's even in that case. So that's where I would like say it's like it's a it's a even race. And I think you can edge out one way or the other, but I, I can't tell where a voter would go, you know? There's no there's no like no, no, neither storyline's really better. Yeah, no, I feel that. Uh, that stat that I was referring to was a expected points added. The EPA, the leaders of that, has won the MVP for the last four years. But yes, uh, no, I would, I would have to agree with that. Let me, let me throw in a third player. Let me throw in player C. <clears throat> this guy is second in the league in yards, four thousand one hundred thirty-four yards, third in completion rating. He has he's averaging 295 per game, only six interceptions. Now there are 24 quarterbacks with more interceptions than him. Guys of the name like, uh, and he's also tied with guys like Dalton, uh, Trubisky, Alex Smith, and Luton for the Jags and interceptions. Only six interceptions on the season. Uh, like I said, 4,000 yards, 27 TDs, uh, good for ninth in the league. But he's been sacked 44 times. Now just to put this into perspective. Carson Wentz has been sacked 15, 50 times this season. He has 15 interceptions. Russell Wilson, 40 sacks, 13 interceptions. Kirk Cousins, 34 sacks, 13 interceptions. Matt Ryan, 36 sacks, 11 interceptions. This guy has only thrown six of them, and he's second in the league. Who is this player, Zach Brumman, and why is he not in the name of the MVP race? Well, I mean, I think it's got to be Josh Allen, right? False. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean Watson. I say Watson. You just, you just, you just, uh, you just combined two two great players. Dude, Why is he not in the MVP discussion? Dude, he's. I literally, love I love Deshaun Watson, but he's. That's not an MVP. I'm saying that if you put him on a team, I don't think that he's getting enough. I mean, obviously, I get why he's not in the MVP race, but if you put a team around him. With numbers like that on the Texans, yeah. Whenever you no, give he, away his best weapon, come yeah. on. I oh, know no, he's he's amazing. He's a he's a top five quarterback, and they he he made a Pro Bowl this year. 
a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Tannehill made it, didn't make it over him." But like, Tannehill's not he better did. than him. He just, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he he deserves a Pro Bowl. Like, he deserves he deserves all the recognition he can get without winning games that yeah. he shouldn't he shouldn't win. And I'm like, as a Colts fan, I'm scared of him. Like, I'm terrified of him. He was a fumble away at the one yard line, away from beating us two weeks ago. He was his receiver getting the ball slapped out from Darius Leonard at the one yard line <clears throat> this week from tying us. Like this dude competes in every game. You can't bring him down. You can't sack him. And I would love, I don't know if there's a stat, like evaded, evaded sacks. Man. I don't know if that's a stat. It needs to be a stat. And Deshaun Watson would have the most because I swear, I think we're going to sack him 20 times a game and he gets sacked three times a game. He just he just moves out the way. He just gets slips off the tackle. I I don't get it. He is he's a magician. He's a magician like Russell Wilson, but he is just I, I, he's just like lanky. He just moves through the pocket, just perfect. Dude, I think his college coach called him Jordan and Cleats, and yep. <clears throat> I would I would have to agree. Like I said, I mean guys that have been sacked around the amount of times that he's been sacked double-digit interceptions, and he's just balling out. He hasn't had – he lost Hopkins because of his coach, and he didn't have Will Fuller for a part of the season because of uh, injury and, uh, you know, them pads. You know, he, he had paid Papa allegedly. Okay, listen allegedly. to this. My, my, friend, my friend Christian just texted me and sent me his – DraftKings giving him a super boost, plus 125 odds. So you can put down as much money as you want, plus 125 odds, that Ben Simmons makes four threes this season. Over, over three and a half. So he has to make four. Four threes, you can more than double your money. Dude. Is that is – that, I, I told him it's a dumb bet. I think – yeah, I I'm like, makes, I think you might he lose your four. money. <laughs> I don't think he makes four. I, it sounds so easy. I'm like, he's not going to make four. He might he attempt might shoot, 11. He might shoot seven. Like Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not a chance. Not a chance. Like I'm putting on a thousand bucks on, bro. You don't lose a thousand dollars. Literally. Yeah. No. No way. No way. Great odds, but no, 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 no. All right. Uh, I guess to wrap this up, we're gonna take a look at a few stats. So <clears throat> this is a quarterbacks league, yes. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks throw the ball. They handle the whole offense. Usually the quarterback is the leader of the team, unless you're a character like Ray Lewis where you just galvanize the whole team, the middle linebacker, you do your thing. Well, mm-hmm. seems quarterbacks are getting athletic. We saw what Lamar Jackson did last year. Well, this year, the top five rushing touchdown guys, Henry and Cook, 15. Uh-huh. The guy at number five is Robinson the second for – uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, he has 11. Number three and four, Cam Newton and Kyler Murray with 11 yep. rush touchdowns. Yep. How about that? That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I saw I saw a stat that Cam Newton has the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, and it's not even close. Like, in history, it's not even close. Yeah. So, maybe Kyler competes that. But, yeah, this is – it's a bit, it's different in NFL. I mean, you got Josh Allen running the ball. You got – uh, Rogers running the ball. You got Lamar running the ball. Deshaun running the ball. Jalen Hurts running the ball. All these dudes, like even even a guy like Tannehill is running the ball. Hit two two rushing touchdowns last week. I mean, there's just 
it's a uh, <laughs> Ryan Finley ran for a touchdown last week. Like <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, there's probably ten quarterbacks who scored last week on a rushing touchdown. Like it's just. It's it's fun to watch. It really is. Indeed, now, indeed. I don't know if their coaches want them to get hit like that, but if you can if you can run in without getting hit, hey, kudos to you. Absolutely. All right. Uh, wrap up real fast. So the top three receivers in yards right now: Hopkins, thirteen hundred twenty-four; Kelsey, thirteen eighteen; Diggs, thirteen fourteen. Who do you think is going to lead the league in receiving yards this year out of those three? Uh, how many digs have? Uh, digs, he had 1,314. He's four yards behind Kelsey, who has 1,318. And Kelsey is six yards behind Hopkins, 1,324. Give me, give me Stephon Diggs. Woo! You think, jo- think Allen is going to keep force feeding him? Bro, he should. <laughs> he should. That's what I'd be doing. Give uh, my best player as many times in the game as I can. I absolutely agree. All right, so in touchdowns, uh, Tyreek Hill, 15, uh, Devontae Adams, 14, and Adam Thielen with 13. Who do you think is going to lead the league in touchdowns? Uh, the, the dude who's, uh, who's faster than the rest of the guys, Cheetah. Cheetah, you're telling I'll, me I'll that this won't be the first time that a white guy has led the league in receiving touchdowns probably since, I don't know, the 70s, the 60s? Well, Steve oh, I will say definitely. definitely I will Steve say Thielen, Thielen, uh, Thielen's been up there in touchdowns every year. Yeah. Did, uh, did uh, Jordy Nelson ever get close? I'm not sure if he ever led the league in touchdowns. I mean, I, mean, I know, I know he was, I know he was top five in a couple of years, but yeah. probably not one. Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. No, are right, you still gonna wait on that white guy? All right, it's all good. It's yeah, all good. The, the white guy, the white, the white guy's coming. Uh, I don't know where he's coming from, but he's coming. Yeah, I thought we'd throw Maybe, that out there. Maybe, maybe Christian McCaffrey gets it. Yeah, maybe C-Mac. All right, uh, yards after catch. So, the number one guy should be a gimme. Who do you think it is? Yards after the catch? Yep. Probably Tyreek Hill. False. It's Alvin Kamara. Wait, yards after – wait, catch? Yards after the catch, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Every single one of his yards is after catch. Every single one, <laughs> absolutely. So, the next two guys behind him – who do you think that it is? And I'll give you a hint. It's not Tyreek Hill. I was just, I was just saying, like, it's not even like a, like a yak thing. It's just like he gets the ball fifty yards downfield. He still has thirty yards yes. to run. Right. Um, who's two and three? Yeah. Are they both receivers? Yeah. Uh. Well, one is a receiver. Okay. Okay. So I'll go. I'll go Dalvin Cook. As the running back? No. No? It no. is a okay. chief. It is a chief. It's Travis? Travis Kelsey. Yes, he is second in yards after the catch. Yards after catch. Yes, sir. Travis Five, Kelsey. He has 555 yards after the catch this season. I'm in second place. That's then, insane. That's yeah, insane. It is. It is. That is and after him, it is uh, Devontae Adams, 532. See, see, yeah, I don't even – those two guys like, don't even make sense. That's how good Devontae Adams and Kelsey are. I don't think of them as yards after the catch guy, and they're second and third in the league in it. That's insane. Dude, That's they're amazing. Insane. They're amazing. All right, so like – Their best attribute is catching the ball. Yeah. And running around. And then, yeah, okay, that, that, that's crazy. 
Dude, all right, so big plays. Big plays are 20 yards and more. Um, you got three guys. I'll give, you, I'll give you the names of three guys behind the number one guy. So Ridley has 20 of them. Robinson II has 20 as well. Uh, Minnesota's jo- uh, Jefferson has 21. Hey, and who do you think is tied with 21 with Jefferson on big plays? 20 yards? Yep, 20 yards or more. Is it a receiver? Can't tell you. Oh, God. I mean, the simple answer would be Tyreek Hill. But, um, like, like Chubb, Chubb or Henry could have 20 yards. I'll just go Tyreek Hill. Let's go Tyreek Hill. It is a chief. It is Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, 21, 21 big plays this year, tied for number one. He has 21 of them. Yep. All right. Moving on. <laughs> and, apparently, right. apparently, I'm not watching football this year. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not watching it. All right. In reception. So, this one's a little close. I think it'll be close for a second. So, the first place guy is Stephon Diggs. He has Stephon 111 Diggs, yep. receptions. I think that he will probably finish out as the league leader in that. So, the next mm-hmm. few guys, they're close. Uh, tell me the order that they will come in at the end. So, Hopkins right now, 103. Uh, yep. Allen with uh, 100. This is Keenan Allen for the Chargers. I think he's out for Keenan the season. So he might be done. Um, and then Kelsey and Devontae Adams both have 98. Out of those four guys, which, I, like I said, Keenan Allen's probably out. So out of those three guys, Hopkins, Kelsey, and Adams, what's the order uh, behind Diggs for receptions? How far is Hopkins up on uh Hop- Hopkins is 103, and Kelsey and Adams have 98. Yeah, I'll – I think Hopkins keeps it. I think Devontae is third, and then Kelsey's fourth. But apparently I'm doubting Kelsey too much on the Man. show, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just – Devontae Adams? Like, he should catch 15 passes against Tennessee next week, and then you have – DeAndre Hopkins already up five, and Kyler seems to throw the ball every time now. Yeah. No. Give me, give me those two guys. That I'm, I'm with it. But Diggs, right. Diggs will lead. I, I, I will say, Diggs has a chance to lead in receptions and yards this year. And before the season, he wouldn't have been – he wouldn't have been, like, a vote-getter for that. Like, not even, not even in the top ten, really. Yeah, I'm with it. All right. Well, uh, that is pretty much uh, all we have. For this episode, so the next upcoming episodes, we're going to talk some basketball, of course. Of course, some football. The basketball season will be in full swing, pretty much. Uh, Christmas games would have already happened. And the episode after that, we're going to have a special guest. One of our good friends, uh, a TikTok superstar, I guess. (laughs) Big Austin from Boston. So, uh, yeah, y'all tune in for that. But um, we appreciate you listening. Um, we're going to have social media. We'll have a Twitter, at least, yeah. and a YouTube up in the next few weeks, in the coming weeks, maybe this week, maybe next week. But we'll have all that stuff up to you, for you guys so we can get some interactions. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. This has been uh, Kicking It with the Guys. Peace. All right, y'all. See you.